Hello. Hello. There we go. So I know you guys can hear me now. There we go. Okay, I see y'all popping back on so you can hear me. I have no idea why it did not play. But anyway, I am here. Lord, 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 Lord. I be feeling like this every time I have a word. Ah, the enemy, the enemy is on his job. I'm upset. I'm going to play my song at the end because I had to come out the other one for because um, you guys couldn't hear me, but I was jamming when I got on here. Um, but I am here now and I'm happy to be here. I know I've been gone. Um, I had two graduates, my niece and my nephew, the woo and the tra, tra, she be trying to, we call her Trey, but it's uh, pronounced tra, that's what she was like, Tremani. But um and then I just been busy. I've been busy, real busy the whole month of May. Um, I actually been preaching a lot. I preached a lot, 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 lot. And so I am here. I'm excited about being here. I'm excited about this word um, that God got, gave me about cut it. I hope you guys had a blessed day. This is not how I wanted to start the podcast, but it's just how it's starting. Hey, we're going to do what it do. Stuff happens. Um, I, I'm not in control of everything. And so I just thank God for the opportunity to be here on tonight. And I want to just go ahead because time is already for spent. Um, we 10 minutes out and I'll be trying to be, you know, time, uh, aware. And so I want to talk about cut it. I think it's going to be a blessing on tonight. Um, what I'm actually going to talk about on tonight. And it's something that uh, have to do with just our life. Um, everyday life relationships um, where we are required to review and evaluate um, to make sure we are connected to things that are fruitful and to people that are fruitful. And um, I was reminded of uh, a year. It's been like a couple of almost a couple of years. God, I do this thing. Um, God, well, God do this thing in me where he will separate me. And it's just only for me to hear him and for me to review to, for me to evaluate things, evaluate my life. If I see my life in a certain area and something's not right, usually at the end of the year, God has me to just go and reevaluate and review things. And so in this particular point in my life, God had just really just like, Hey, I need you to get away. I need you to listen to me. I need you to fast. I need you to pray. And while I was on a fasting prayer, um, I, you know, I tell my folks, look, uh, God is calling me to, to step away for a minute. I'm going to step away. Um, this is the reason. But I notice every time God does that, then he snipped and cut me and he snipped and cut things and he snipped and cut people. <laughs> In my immature self, that wasn't okay. It was hurtful. It was painful. Um, in my mature self, who I've evolved to, I welcome it, right? And so 
God is teaching us that in 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 our life we have to discern our times and our season. People that are connected in a certain season and people that's not. And so I'm okay with God moving. I actually have a lot of peace. Um, when we begin to accept God's will and what he's doing, and when we believe that we really trust what he's doing in our life, there's a peace that comes over us, right? And so in my life right now, um, a, a few things, but the majority of my life is very peaceful. Like I'm really enjoying the quietness. I'm really enjoying my life. And most of the time we are not in tune with circumstances and circumstances change or people change in our life. And so when we're not aware, when we're not tuned in, when we're not connected to what God is doing with us in the earth and what he's doing in our life, then we feel like God just hit us by surprise. Circumstance hit us by surprise, but that's not it. So uh, we have to be self-consciously uh, aware of what's going on aware of what God is doing, what he's saying. And when we're not spiritually connected and we're not spiritually discerning of our times and our seasons, then we get lost in it. Uh, when God comes in our life for real, let me let you know everything changes. Everything. Um, what kind of God would he be to come in our life and everything stay the same? What kind of God would he be if he don't reveal things to us? Like, there's no true relationship. There's no true experience. There is no true, true encounter. If God come in our life and he do not change stuff in our life. Um, I'm reminded of the scripture and I don't know if I want to go through it now or I want to talk about it later. Um, I think I have it somewhere else. If I do, I'll just bring it back up. But I'm reminded of the scripture in John where God talks about him being um, the the gardener. And so God is the gardener. If you stay with me, I know I'm going a little slow and it might not feel like it's interesting, but I'm going to get to it. Um, God is the gardener of our life, right? And he says in John 15, if I can get to it, he said, I am the true vine. My father is the husband. Some translations say he's the gardener, right? Every branch in me that bear not fruit, he take it away. So we're really connected to the vine. Jesus is the vine. And he said, any branch in me that bear not fruit he take it away and every branch that bear fruit he purges it so even when we bear fruit he's still cleansing us he's still purging us he's cutting off things he's cutting off things situations circumstances and people out of our life that's connected to us when he cut us he cutting everything he cutting our emotions he cutting our attitudes he cutting everything in us our, our people that's connected us that shouldn't be connected us he says and he every branch that birth fruit even the branches that bear even when i bear fruit he's still cutting on me he purges he purges me and that it may bring forth even more fruit so even when i'm burning fruit it's not enough <laughs> he's still gonna he's still gonna purge me because it's the expectation of me burning more so there's more in me even when i'm burning fruit and so god reminded me of the scriptures that anything that's not connected to god is not connected to jesus god cuts it so god is the the, the garden the gardenman, right? We're connected to the vine. The vine is Jesus. And anything that doesn't bear fruit, he snips it. And so when God literally comes in our life, he absolutely changed everything. 
And some people think that when they separate and they get to do what they want to, that's fruit. Now, real fruit is God fruit, godly fruit. Is your life changing? Are you really the, the person that God has designed you to be? Or did you disconnect with God thinking <laughs> that you were doing something of God, right? And so we have to we have to discern it, right? We have to discern either is it God or is it us? Because we still should be bearing fruit. Some people disconnect and they think that they're 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 running in in, in a good direction and they end up messing up even more. So we have to be clear that we're connected to God, that we're connected to the vine, that we're connected to Jesus. But when Jesus come in our life, when God comes in our life, for real, for real, everything changes. There are things and people who have no longer bring value to our life. And if you really be honest with yourself, they never did. If we really evaluate things in people, if we really look at the fruit of it, we'll know that they no longer bring value or they never did. Um, I know that it's not selling to people uh, for us to cut things or to cut, pe especially people, we get all sensitive. I see a whole bunch of posts on, on the social, net, net, social network when they start talking about cutting people. And we don't want to cut out the healthy people, right? Because there are some people just don't want to do right. There are some people that want to kick against the prick. They just want to do what they want to do. They don't want nobody to bother them. You, you know, hey, I've actually disconnected actually disconnected with somebody recently because of that they don't want to be corrected they don't want they don't want wise counseling they really just want to be out there doing it at their way let them people go let them go you cut them off you cut them off but then there's there you know you you can't do nothing about that but then i i read post about you know us staying connected to relationships and connected to things because that's what we've been taught We've been taught to be connected, whether it's good or bad. And so I come to stir up the pot a little bit. Like, I don't believe that God is having us coming in our life, cleaning us up for no reason. I don't believe that he's going to have us unequally yoked. Um, I don't believe that he have us in circumstances and situations and places. And this is, this is, this is a whole bunch of things because a whole bunch of things need to be evaluated and reviewed, right? Even with the church, I have to say it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I've been a person that been in church what the church, the leader of the church wasn't right. And so I have to be honest and be transparent about the reality of the church today. We are we're uh, all church is all the churches are not the real church. It's just not. It's just not. Um I want it to be. Yeah, I do. I really want it to be. But if it do not bear fruit of Jesus Christ, it is not the church. Most of these places, are, uh, if you read the Bible, it, it, it warns us. And Amos, it warns us that they have in church. It looked like the church. They think they feel God in there and they don't even know that his spirit is not even present. So I'm in the Bible when I speak of it. And so I come to stir up the pot. I know that people will prompt you to say to stay in relationships. And, and, and that's one of the reasons why we don't follow people. We follow God. 
We need to discern and hear what God is saying. I know it sounds crude. I know it don't sound like the little Christian thing to do just to cut people off. It sounds insensitive. It sounds just rude. Um, because you know, we talk about God is love. Yes, God is love. Yes, he is, but he is a God of love and he's also a God of wrath. And so we don't forget that he will straighten us out and he will correct us. Right. But it is spiritually healthy to cut ties, meaning that I am restricting people and I am limiting people. Most of the time I got to cut you off. I have to. Because you no longer bear fruit in my life. You're no of value of me. And when you're not of value of me, most of the time you're draining me. Most of the time you're a leech. Most of the time you're keeping me up in anxiety because I'm entangled with your mess. And so I'm going to talk about the things that I post. I'm going to talk about, I think it was six things. I want to talk about things. I want to get into... um, really detail of why I asked those questions. And I pray that you read those questions and you evaluated your relationships and you evaluate the things that you're connected to. Sometimes it's not people. Sometimes it's our attitude. Sometimes it's us. Sometimes it's how we think. It's self-deprecating thought. But whatever it is that's preventing you from evolving and from you growing, not growing, then you need to cut it off. And so one of the things I'm benefiting from this relationship or this thing isn't one-sided. Can I depend on the person in my time of need? So when we talk relationships are really important to me, like relationships are everything. Um, One of the things that I focus on is healthy relationship. Why? Because I never had any. Why? Because I grew up in dysfunction. Why? Because I want to break the generation of curse of saying that we can be preachers and teachers and our households all mess up. No, I want to have a good home. And that means that I'm going to have to evaluate myself. I'm going to have to allow God to cut me. I'm going to have to allow um, God to search me and still purge me even when I'm bearing fruit. I'm reminded of the scripture that says in Hebrews that to lay aside every sin and every weight that so easily beset us and let us run run with patience the race that is set before us. In order for us to move forward, we can't be heavy down. We can't be weighed down. We're going to have to cut some things. I'm going to have to cut my funky attitude. I'm going to have to cut my funky disposition. I'm going to have to uh, cut the funky people that's in my life that's funking up my life that won't let me evolve completely. Because there's something that's weighing me down. And I know that I'm a giving person. I am honest. I want to see people win. I honestly invest in people. I invest. I just didn't have the maturity and the intellect and the discernment and the wisdom and understanding that comes from God to do these things. And so I found myself pouring into people that was literally like pigs in a in a mud spine that's why the bible said don't cast your pearls before swine they're gonna dirty it up and so i'm giving the best of myself to people that wanted to be pigs that wanted to be muddy and dirty they didn't want to evolve so can i depend on the person in my time of need are you in relationship with somebody and you are the one that's always giving Can you call on the people in your circle and they actually be there for you? Or do they not have time to listen to what you're trying to say or your issues? 
because we have people where we confide in outside of God. We have people that we trust and we say, hey, man, what you think about such and such and such and such? Is that person there for you? Or is it one sided? They can always call you and depend on you. But when it come for your turn, they don't have an ear to hear. Right. Do they support and invest in your dreams? We have to be careful because there are people around us that see the God, see God doing something in our life and they low key hate. They low key envious. It wasn't until I started going into these consecrations that God began to reveal people. But I was so immature. I was so hurt. Oh, God, don't take them. I love you. Listen. I'm like uh, the king on coming to America when he said, let them wait. I'm like, let them go. Because now I have eyes. I can see I'm discerning what God is doing and I trust him. Do they support and invest in you? Are you doing all the support and investing? That's something to evaluate because we can't be in this one sided thing. We're not one sided even with God. I don't care what nobody told you. He requires something from us. He requires obedience. He requires gratitude. Thank, and I'm going to get to that. Support comes in different forms. They might not support you all the way exactly the way you support them, but they are showing support. In your relationship with people, do you show that that person is supporting you? How do they respond to your wins? My God. I've been in situations where people get quiet when I start talking about what God was doing. Right. So we have to be careful in our circle anyway, because people are not going to clap for you. How, how do they clap sound? Are they clapping for you for real? Because you will know the difference. Some people say. Yay. And then you got some people, yay, friend, you deserve this. Yeah, you that's my dog. Like you deserve this. You've been through this, you've been through that. God, that ain't listen, that's just a start of what got listen how they clap for you. Are they been are you benefiting from being in a relationship with them? Or is it one-sided? You doing all the clapping from them, you supporting them, you cheering them on, but when it comes to you. They get silent. I've had people that get silent when I say something that's good in my life, in the life of my children. Are they pushing you to become a better version of yourself? This is very important. I don't want nobody around me. Listen, I don't want nobody around me that's not pushing me to be the best version of myself. If you don't see me growing, it's something wrong. And if you don't tell me, friend, you've been kind of stuck right there for a long time. I don't want nobody around me that don't tell me the truth. I don't want nobody around that's not willing to challenge me. Because I stand to be corrected too. Most of the time, that's not what I get. I get kickback because I'm holding other people accountable. Because people hate to be accountable. But then you look at their life, they still stuck. They still not moving. The stuff that you see that they think is, is, is growth is the service level stuff. They still bound. They still dealing with stuff. They still haven't been set free. They still in the same mental, spiritual, and emotional space that they was in when you when you push back from them. Real growth show fruit. And it just don't affect you, but it affects everybody connected to you. When people are connected to you, they grow too. 
Are they pushing you to become a better version of yourself? I don't want to be the same Mikey I was last week. I still need to grow. Remember in the scripture in John 15, he says, even when you're bearing fruit, he purges you. Why? Because it's still something else in you. He sees more in you. Number two, is it mutual reciprocal or I'm the one doing all the giving? I remember I post this and I'm going to post this after I we get off this live. It was something that was so good. It was T.D. Jakes, Bishop Jakes um, uh, preaching about the man in the t at, at the grave site. The man that had, that that was he that was at the grave site, right? He he that's where he lived. That's where he he uh, reside, right? And about and he talked about him having friends. So he asked the question, like, how did how did he end there if he got friends? And he summed it up. He called it compassion fatigue. Were you the person that's draining your people so bad? that they have compassion fatigue. That compassion is tired. <laughs> they can't do you no more. They don't have no more space, no more room, no more energy for you because you didn't drain them. You're not giving nothing back. You're not reciprocating nothing. And we go to this thing where people say, um, if you got to do something for somebody and say something about it, then you don't need to do it. That's, that's only to, it's a fine line with it, right? You can't keep taking from people and never put back what you're taking right there's a fine line in that a real fine line and so what happens is that the people that was always giving to you they tired they don't have nothing else to give and you walking around still trying to suck the life out of them make sure you're not that person make sure that you're mutually reciprocating back what god has poured into you and so that bring me to another scripture that a guy had given me in second corinthians in second corinthians let me see if i can turn to it real quick y'all i'm trying to go fast y'all i promise you second corinthians and the ninth verse i thought i had saved it where i didn't have to go through it the ninth, and i'm gonna, i'm just gonna read two verses of it um but i um but this i say with he which saw it sparingly shall reap also sperm that's where the reciprocation come from whatever you saw in people's life should be reciprocated whatever you sow that shall you reap that it, it it goes for relationships too it goes to anything about you sowing it says but this i say he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully every man according as he purposed in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for god loveth a cheerful giver. now i'm not doing what i do because you know just to say something no that's not you have to understand that when i give i give from my heart but that don't mean that the person that i'm giving to should never reciprocate and you always hear the person that haven't given nothing I always talk about well they, they they give for it no we're not giving for to say we gave to you because we ain't told nobody that we gave we just gave 
and hopes in the relationship that somehow you reciprocate what we sow. And we, you might not reciprocate exactly the way we sow, but we expect something from you. There's something wrong with a relationship when it's not, it's not mutual reciprocal. I can't be the only person giving. That's why we got compassion fatigue because we're the only one giving. I have people say, hey, I know you always give to me. Hey, sis, this is what I'm going to give back to you. It's not that I expect it, but it's good that somebody is looking at the situation and saying, I'm going to do this because you do this for me. What you just read is generosity and thankfulness. I'm grateful. And so what I do is give back because I'm grateful and I'm thankful. You heard generosity and thankfulness. Relationships should not be a burden. A lot of us are burdened on people. And we walking around here with an attitude. People tired of you. I'm going to go ahead and say it. People tired of you. All you're doing is coming, to the, coming and taking. And so that brings me to the next thing. What are this person or people actually bringing to the table? What are you bringing at the table? Are you honest? If you ain't, listen, I'm, listen, cut. There's time in my life that God is cutting people and he revealed things. Why he cut this person out? Because the whole time you've been in a relationship with them, their motives haven't been clear. But you got peace about it because God has showed you. Are they honest? I have caught so many people. Listen, lying is a trigger for me. Manipulation and lying is a trigger. I hate lying people. Be honest. The people that are no longer in my life, I promise you I didn't caught them in lies. Multiple lies. Unnecessary lies. Can I trust you at the table with me? If I can't trust you, I need to cut you out. After you serve your purpose, after Judas served his purpose, he was cut off. God knew you were going to be there and be dishonest. So now that you didn't serve your purpose, now it's time for me to get rid of you. I'm going to cut you off. Are you genuine? Are you there for image? Don't be calling me people your bestie and you're not there genuinely. I'm trying to hurry up. I'm running out of time. Can they be trusted at the table? Watch who always show up at the table first. Because usually that be the takers. They're those you ain't got to never tell to be on time at the table because they're going to take everything at the table and try to get everything before everybody else get there. Those usually takers. Watch who shows up at the table first because they're going to be consistent. I tell my friends this all the time. People are always going to be consistent of who they are. Who you were in a relationship with me, you're going to be in your next relationship. Who you, unless you change. But the, but the odds of that is second to none. When people don't take constructive criticism, when people don't take somebody telling them the truth and they try to flip it on you and they try to deflect on you, most of the times, listen to me when I tell you, most of them, most of the time, them people cannot be trusted. They show up at the table. Watch what they bring at the table. Watch what they give you. Are they genuine? When you look at Judas, he wasn't genuine. He was there for what he could get. When you look at Judas, 
He wasn't honest. Yeah, God got Judas there for a reason. He's revealing things. When God revealed Judas in my life, he was revealing things. But Judas don't stay. The problem is, is that we're allowing Judas to continue to stay. We got all these years together. Get the years. What have you given me and brought to the table in those years? I'm not in a place. I'm not in a space to be in an unfruitful, unyoked relationship. I don't care about the time. I don't. I don't care how many years we had together. I don't. Because if I can go back and look at it and evaluate it, and it don't show that you was bringing something real to the table, then I don't need you around. Who are loyal? There's a fine line in loyalty. Because I had to learn that the hard way that sometimes me being loyal means for me to start with myself. I have to be loyal to myself first. I can't put everything in everybody before me. Watch who's at your table. Watch who, because the table, the table going to have discussions, right? When you look at Jesus, he had discussions at the table. They talked about everything. And so you're not going to always agree at the table, right? So when you look at the table, are they easily forgetful? I had people that sit at the table and I had just like with Jesus, had just healed them, had just delivered them. And they forgot just that quick what Jesus had done for them. Are they easily to forget? I had people that I had just done things for. And because I didn't say something the way they wanted me to say it, everything that I had just done for them. I ain't talking about um, stuff that I did throughout the years. I'm talking about the stuff that I had just did. And because they didn't like the conversation at the table. They forgot what I just did for them. That's why you have to see what people bring to the table. Honesty, loyalty, trust. What they remember is important at the table. Judas had forgot all the miracles that God, that Jesus had performed. He had forgot all the many ways he made. He had forgot about the storm at the sea. And you can be all this in a bag of chips in somebody's life and they'll still forget what you said because they didn't like the discussion at the table. Oh my God. The table. That table is present. I used to hear people say that God will present a table in the, uh, present me in the table in the presence of my enemy. What happens is you the enemy. And I know they post that on Facebook, but that was something God gave me years ago. Because I used to hear this certain person just always say, uh, God, a presenter. Yeah, but you're the person that's the enemy. You sitting at the table, but you, you're your own enemy. And you become enemies to other people. Let me tell you, there's nothing worse than being connected with somebody that do not evolve and do not do self-evaluation. There's something with, wrong with somebody that's went through, uh, and you know they life. So you know they encounter so many traumas and they don't work on them. Them are the most draining. You can't trust somebody that do not work on themselves to be at your table. Yeah, I said it and I meant it. I ain't taking it back. Am I enjoying the relationship or is it draining? Which brings me to my second, my fourth question. Those who are involved 
Those who are not evolving are the most draining people in the world. Those that don't take counseling serious. Those that don't take wise counsel serious. The ones that think that they can do it all by themselves. Them are the worst people to be connected to. Because you've been through, you done been through all this and ain't nothing broke you down. Everybody you read in the Bible, they have to get some type of counseling. You read about Elijah, he ended up at a cave. You look at Moses. Life is difficult. Life is unbearable at times. You mean to tell me you working it all out by yourself? You don't even have a good relationship with God. You don't even read your Bible. You draining. Because I'm sitting up praying for you more than you praying for yourself. Watch people and what they do. These are the most draining, toxic people you can find. I'm sitting up praying and interceding for you and you are watching TV. No, that's not going to happen. No. And so when you call me, you calling me to drain me of what I just put in the inside of me because you ain't putting nothing in you. Watch how the enemy move people. They're literally surviving off of what God is giving you to survive and what he's giving you to maintain. And they come and they suck the life out of you. And then when you look up, you drain. Watch people that only want to take from you. They only want to leech onto you and get your strength. Most of the time, those people are very narcissistic. They have to have a narcissist supply. If you haven't experienced trauma your whole entire life and you have not taken out the time to really deal with your trauma, you are draining other people. I said it, I meant it, and I ain't taking it back. You are draining other people. And then all you have to do is look at your bloodline. People out in this world living reckless. People out in this world living any kind of way, doing what they want to do because it's my life. I'm grown. I can do what I want to. And your whole line, bloodline is cursed because ain't nobody evaluating themselves. Ain't nobody telling God, listen, I'm going to stay connected to you because I know it's some stuff in me that needs to be cut. Not only do I need to be cut, but I need to be purged because some of this stuff is deep rooted in me. And it's been there since I've been a kid. The way I respond, the way I act, the way I communicate is based on the trauma that I experienced. And here you are, a true tree planted somewhere with all these rotten fruits. And you want somebody to stay in relationship with you. Now, baby, you riding. And after a while, you start stinking. Cut it. Cut it. You seen people back in the day, they tell you not to do it now. Because there's a way. Holy Ghost, thank you. Back in the day, my mom used to love plants. We had plants all over the house. And I would watch my mama cut off dead leaves off her, off her plants or off her trees. Nowadays, this is how you know you're evolving. You don't have to necessarily cut things. They have it where you can screenshot the plant or the tree that you're trying to raise or you're trying to grow, and it'll give you the instructions on how to bring life back to it without cutting it, right? And that's how God does us when we're connected to Jesus, right? 
he cut off the things that need to be cut, right? The, it's some things that have to be cut. But when he talk about purging, he download us with some things to, 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 to purge all this stuff that's been in our life. When I talk about self-deprecating thought, I learned that from somewhere. I experienced it. Somebody told me that I wasn't good enough. Somebody told me that I wasn't pretty enough. Somebody told me that I, I wasn't worth it. And so I, now I have all these self-deprecating thoughts. And what God gave me is his promise. He told me that I was wonderfully in, uh, 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 beautifully and what is it? Wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderfully made. I have to let the scripture come out. Come on, mind. Holy Spirit, bring it back to my remembrance. That I'm uh, that I'm his uh I'm his royal, you know, I'm I'm his royal priesthood, that he's chosen me, that he's called me, that he's purposed me, that he's ordained me, he has appointed me, he's anointed me. And so what he gives me, he gives me what I need. To fight off the things that's trying to kill me while I'm connected to the vine. And so when we stay connected to God, that means we stay connected to his word. You talking right that you anointing, but you don't read God's word. It's something wrong with that. You've been called, but you don't read God. You don't even know what God is saying. Oh, you got discernment. But how do you know what God is saying that you and you're not connected to him? Are my feelings respected when I raise concern? Or do you ignore them? Are you thoughtful and courteous? I have people that say, hey, I, listen, I just want to tell you that I appreciate you, that I thank you for all the years you poured in my life. This all I have to give, but I'm going to give it all to you because this is what I think of you. Them the people you keep. That's them showing their gratitude and their thankfulness. They're, they are reciprocating. They're giving something. They bringing something. I'm not going to let you walk around and think that you're just going to give me and I don't give you nothing back. It's something wrong with you if you don't have it in your heart to reciprocate. Are they thoughtful and courteous, courteous, courteous to you? When challenged, catch this out, when you, are, when you challenge them, do they attack you because you're giving them open and good constructive criticism? People that attack you because you're telling them the truth, hey, they ain't ready to grow. They, ain't, they not ready. And you cannot make people be ready when they not ready. And so what you have to do, you have to move forward. Why? Because they're going to stop your growth. They'll become a stumbling block for you. I'm telling you what I know. This is kind of stuff that make you go back and start. Yeah, y'all don't want to hear the truth. This is kind of stuff that make you start back cussing, right? Now they got you all out of character. Now you acting a fool. Because you're connected to somebody that's a stumbling block for you. When you evolve, I don't listen, I'm not going back in bondage for nobody. Not my kids, not my mama, not my daddy, not my brothers, not nobody. I got a taste of freedom and I've been listen, I'm seeking him every day. God, you did this. I know you can you can do this. I want this out of me too. I want this out of me. 
That's what evolving means, that I would do what's necessary for me to be the person that I have been designed and created to be, to walk in purpose, to seek my destiny and become everything that God has for me. Do they engage in name calling and insults? And my favorite one, do they attack who you are in Christ? Be careful because you're showing who you are. I'm almost done, y'all. You're showing who you are. I always know how somebody's operating when they start attacking me, who I am in Christ. That means expecting me to not have emotions, expecting me not to be human. It's crazy how they want to tell you what to be when they didn't did something that they ain't got no business doing to you. So you want to control how I respond to you and tell me, oh, is that a godly way? I had a dude that I ain't know but 10 days was so toxic. I had to cut him out completely. This guy, I almost called him something else because, <laughs> listen, literally, literally was coming at me because I put him in the friend zone. I had already saw, I had already discerned. And now you can't even be in a friend zone because you so toxic that I don't want nothing to do with you, dog. Bro, you, 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 you weird. You toxic. I don't want nothing to do with you. Don't ever come to me and attack me and who I am in Christ when that is not your issue. If I yelled at you, let's talk about me yelling at you. Because me yelling at you doesn't change the fact that God saved me and he called me for a purpose. But what I don't like and what I discern is that it's the enemy. When people start coming for you in God, that be, that's the enemy. Why? Because the Bible says the, the Satan is the accusing of the brethren. They bring accusation. They start saying stuff to you that you know not true. I, I had somebody tell me that I was a victim. What? The only reason why you connected to me because you seen me be victorious. The only reason why you call me is to get information because you seen me be victorious. The only reason why I am where I am because I've learned how to become victorious. And so I knew I was no longer talking to a friend. I was talking to the enemy. Watch how they come. Remember how Judas came for Mary when she broke her alabaster jar. She just wasting money. He took what she was offering and flipped it on her like she had did something wrong. Watch people, how they engage with you. Are they mutually respectful? We can have a disagreement without you bringing insults. We have to have a disagreement without you attacking who I am in Christ. We can, we can have a, a disagreement without you calling me out my name or cussing at me cut it i'm done i got one more do you look forward to talking to this person or your mood change if you up in there saying man i don't feel like dealing with this person that ain't no fruitful relationship if you're ignoring the phone calls because you don't want to deal with them because you're trying to protect your peace listen you might might need to reevaluate you need to either bring limitations or completely cut them off. God is looking in our lives and he's saying as we evolve, 
We cannot keep certain people in our life. Do your mood change. Do you get aggravated? Are you frustrated? Are you overwhelmed? Are you having anxiety? These are all the things that come when we're carrying weight of people and things that do not, that does not service our life. Does that not bring purpose? Cut it. I remember when God gave me this, the song that came out, the, the price is way too high. You need to cut it. Y'all know that song that was out there. Cut it. Deny access. That's one of my old East Talk podcasts. Deny access. I think it, 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 we get confused with what God is requiring. God is requiring us to connect with people that are not growing at the same pace, but they are growing. We're all not going to grow at the same pace, but we are growing. And so we got to cut off because God is holding us accountable. We have a responsibility. There's some things God cuts out, right? We get that. He's going to cut some things out, but he's holding us accountable for cutting out some things that we must do and we must see God in it. And we must hear what God is saying. And we must discern what he's doing. We have to. After Judas served his purpose, nip it. There's something wrong with people that don't take counsel. There's something wrong if you're a Christian and you're still walking around here and saying, I can do what I want to do because I'm grown. Yeah, you are. You're real grown, but you ain't in control. And somebody that grew in Christ comes to the obedience god requires us to reciprocate to with obedience there's some things that we must do and i pray that this thing been a blessing to you i pray that you look and evolve but look at your life and evaluate and review things not just people but things what are the things that you're still dealing with, that you need to cut. I got a, so much dysfunctionness in me that I have to constantly work on myself every day. This is an everyday thing. And the only way you're gonna, God is gonna reveal your heart is that you stay in the, the word, you stay in worship, you stay in prayer. If you're doing all this and you ain't got none of these things in your life, baby, there's something wrong. You need to check who talking to you. Because he responds through his word. He reveals through his word. He reveals mysteries through his word. He reveals where we are in worship. I'm in the Bible. Isaiah said, when I saw the, the Lord high and lifted up, his train filled the temple. He said, Lord, lo, it's me. Repentance. Repentance. <laughs> And so that's how I know people are not connected to the vine because there's no repentance. Persian will cause you to repent. Persian will call you say, low is me. I am, I am the person with unclean lips. I have to well amongst your people with these lips. Cut it. That's all I have tonight. Thank you for your time. Thank y'all for being patient with me. I am so sorry that I did not come on 
as planned. Listen, I'm a, when I leave out of here today, I'm going to play this song because I like it. It said, no longer bound. Uh, I've been set free. Listen, when you really have been truly set free with God, you're non-negotiable on uh, toxic people. You're non-negotiable on people that are not ready to evolve. I, hey, I love you. But I'm sorry, in this space and time in my life, if I try to take you with me lot, you're gonna, you're gonna, you, hey, you're gonna hold me back. I'm on a journey. I love you. You family, you kinfolk, you bet you, you you used to be best friend, but I just can't take you no more. Because you're not trying to evolve. You're trying to keep doing what you're doing. You don't want to go get no help. You don't want nobody to hold you responsible. You don't want to have accountability of partner. You might not like everything they're saying, but is they saying it's true. A lot of us are drained because in, in depressed, I, I know people that's been depressed. And they wondering why they feel lifeless. Because while you're in your season of trying to regain who you are, you're still connecting to people that's sucking the life out of you. Thank you, God, for reminding me to say that. If your life is still fruitful and you still feel dead, that means you're connected to dead things, things that are weighing you down. And so you cannot be fruitful. You can't fruitful means that you have life, meaning that your roots are strong because they're connected to the source. The Bible said we should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit. In their season. And so if you're not growing, maybe you need to check your roots. Who are you connected to? Who are you who are who are you supplying and who is who you supplying? Who you are being who are you supplying and who you connected to? Those things are very important. You cannot be connected to people that are lifeless because they're gonna take your life and then you feel worse when they leave. Watch it, especially when you're in a low place in your life. You cannot connect with unfruitful people when you're in a low place in your life. You need to be connected with the people that brings life. And they have fruit of that thing. Not somebody talking. I don't want to hear your talk. I want to see your fruit. But that's all I have tonight. Thank you guys for being on here. Um, thank you for um, your support. You're going to lose some folks. That's okay. I promise you it's okay. Your life will feel better. You'll feel like a, a burden has been lifted. You don't feel obligated to give yourself away. We ain't supposed to be giving ourselves away to nobody but God. We're not supposed to give ourselves away to the church, to the pastor, to the choir director, to none of these folks. No relationships. We give ourselves away to God only. And I mean only because we're a flawed people. We make mistakes and don't even know we make mistakes. And if I'm still giving my, my life away to somebody that's continuously making mistakes and not growing, what you think is going to happen? So you guys, thank you for supporting me. Thank you for coming on tonight. I should be pretty much consistent. Um, I'm going to be talking about a conference coming up soon. Um, been almost three years i wasn't able to do my conference before the COVID. i'm trying to do that now i'm looking for all the stuff that
God has given me. Um, it's going to be one of those release conference. Um, and I'll tell you more about it when God released me to say more about it. But let me get everything together. I would love you to come. I would love your support. I would love you to be there. If, you, if you're needing a fresh, if you need to be renewed, this is the place to be. Um, that's all I have today. Um, I want to pray as always. Father God, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for all things. We thank you for being a good God, a kind God. God, we ask that you will come in our life, God, and you will see the things that's in our life that does not bring glory to your name, that does not edify us, that does not give glory to who you are and what we represent in you as ambassadors for Christ. We ask that you will come and cut it. We know that some of it might hurt because we're not used to being cut this way, Lord God, but we're asking you to cut it. We're asking, Lord God, that you would teach us how to trust your will, to trust your way, to trust the things that you're doing in our life that are good for us, Lord. We have a lot of good things in our life, but doesn't mean that it's you, Lord. We want God. We don't want good. We want God. We want you. We need you. We can't make it without you. We ask that your word come and reveal things to us, Lord God. Your Bible says, the Bible says that your word is active and it's alive, meaning that when it comes to our life, it's just not dormant. But again, to research us, Lord God, or again, to search our hearts, Lord God, and find those things that displeases you, that's a heavy and that's weight, that's sin. God, we don't want to be this anymore. We want to evolve. We want to grow. We want to have a fruitful life. Lord God, we want to be the things that you've called us to be here on the earth, Lord. And so we're asking, Lord God, that you will teach us to let go. Some of us need to let go some unfruitful relationship. Years do not evaluate, do not equal, Lord God. Years do not equal fruitfulness, Lord. And so we don't want to bring value to things that are unvaluable right now. We want everything that you have for us, Lord God. And so we're asking, Lord God, that you will give us the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to cut some things. That we do it out of love. That we don't do it out of shame. We don't do it out of hurting somebody. But that we can do it out of love and just say, I'm moving forward in my life and I cannot do this anymore. God, we ask for your wisdom. We ask for your understanding and we ask for your guidance. We thank you for all things. We love you on tonight. If there's one, one standing in need of you, Lord God, we ask that you will be with them, that you will provide every need, that you are Jehovah Jireh, that you are Jehovah Nisi, that you are Jehovah Tiskanu, Lord God, that you are Jehovah Jireh, that you are Jehovah Shalom, and that you are Jehovah Rapha, Lord God. We asking you to be those things. We're asking you to be Yahweh. Yes, Lord, we're asking you to be God. Hallelujah. We're asking you to be Ananai, Lord God. We're needing that in our life, Lord. So we thank you on tonight. We love you because you first loved us. We ask for salvation for those that might come into this podcast that don't know you, Father. We ask that you will draw them, Lord God. You said if you be lifted up, you'll draw them into yourself. We're asking that you be lifted up even now, Lord God, so that you can draw people that you have purposed and planned for their life to be changed, that they will come to know you as Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, we pray. We ask it all. Thank you guys for being on here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I tell you, sis, be wise, have understanding, uh, create your own boldness and seek your own change. You know, I told you that I was going to actually let y'all hear this song. I want y'all to hear this song because I know it's a jam anyway. Forrest Frank is the one that seen this, but this is the jam. If you want to sound and like kind of groove with your, with your sis for a minute, cause that's what I do. 
but this is what I played when we first came on. Y'all don't know nothing about me, man. I'd be over here jamming for real. I just wanted to play my song because I was mad because the, the thing did not start off properly. But um, I deleted that post. This is a new post. Hey, if this was a blessing to you guys and um, you want to share this, share this. Um, you can always go to my Anchor podcast and listen to all my messages. If you at work and you cannot, you know, show anything, you could just have earbuds on. You can still listen. Um, I'm a story. I keep saying I'm a story posting um, that link, but I am going to post that link. I'm also going to post that 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 clip that TDJ said. It was so powerful um, about um, the man in, in, you know, that was at the tomb, like, you know, like in the graveyard and he had literally just drained all his people. Um, that right there, that message in itself was a life-changing message for relationship, be connected with people and to evaluate ourselves. That's all I have tonight. I've been on here for an hour. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your support. Thank you for always just looking out for your sis. Um, I will be here next week, um, first, second, and third Thursday of each month. I know I've been busy. I was preaching a lot less this May. I preached a lot. Like I was exhausted. Um, and then I traveled um, and I had to come back preaching. And so thank you guys for being patient. I just got so much going on, but I should be consistent. And that don't mean that I won't be preaching, but it just means that I'll be here a little bit more now that Wu has graduated. And then also my niece who graduated, they both uh, political science. Um, majors, and I think I said it wrong, but you know, I don't know the, all the lingo. But thank you so much for being on here. Um, thank you for your support. I love you guys. Hey, um, enjoy your weekend, live life to the fullest. You only get one. Be prayerful, um, be encouraging, uh, and be excited about what God is doing. I said, I talk to you guys next Thursday at 7 p.m.